Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Salda, co-founder, coming at you live. Um, and when I went to grab these books, you might have noticed, I, I wonder if I revealed that I still have my pajama pants on. Because <laughs> I've been working at my desk all day, all day, all day. One coaching call after another. And um, if you guys follow our page, you know that I'm also in the process of teaching my daughter how to drive. And that is why I'm coming on a little early today because my schedule got very out of alignment and I need to get on early and talk to you all and share a good word. And then I need to get out and spend some time with my child because we got to get our drive in and I'm looking forward to it. So first I'm going to plug these books real quick. Brian's book from Fear to Love that you can get on promotion at feartolovebook.com. We have this incredible new workbook. That is an excellent, oh, it's just so good. It's so good, it's so good, it's so good. I can't tell you, I just keep talking about it. Um, it just invites you to go deeper. There's places to write your thoughts, to process and learn and grow. Um, then we also have this book right here, The Great Behavior Breakdown. One of the things that I was working on while I was waiting for one of my coaching calls to get started is I'm working to get these three put together in a bundle package on our website so you guys can order and save a little bit of money. So hopefully I'll have that done in the next couple of days. So my topic today um, is bringing to mind that not everyone learns from consequences. Um, I definitely had that epiphany about a year ago, and then I wrote a post that, you know, was just boring, and then my brilliant, my brilliant, brilliant um, social media, very talented and creative folks that helped me out here and there um, made a beautiful graphic out of that, and it was shared today. Not everyone learns from consequences, especially people who experience frequent amygdala hijacks. The amygdala hijack, if you're not familiar with that term, I encourage you to Google it, but basically what the amygdala, the amygdala senses threat, distress, disease. We are born with an intact and working amygdala. Um, some people have a more sensitive amygdala and that is related to the experience in the womb. If there's drug exposure, if there's high stress, then that tends to make for a more sensitive amygdala. What the amygdala does is it perceives stress, threat, discomfort. It sends out uh, the hormone cortisol and it puts us into fight, flight, freeze, and fawn all for the purpose of self-preservation and self-protection. One of the other things that we've learned is that when trauma occurs pre-birth and in the earliest years of life, the formative years, the years that the brain is in its most active formation in that zero to around three to five time frame, um, when trauma occurs during that time, then that trauma has gets stored at the brainstem level and it can create higher levels of cortisol. It disrupts um, the balance of hormones, it disrupts the neurocircuitry, neurotransmitters, and that creates a higher level of sensitivity. The other thing that we've learned is the more these uh, pathways 
the pathways that are exercised the most, I think, you know, think of it like a muscle, but it's not a muscle. The pathways that are exercised the most get stronger and the pathways that aren't used as much, they don't necessarily prune, but they're more closed off. So we actually, we have another pathway in our brain that we are not born with, but the ability is there. And that is the expression of the hormone oxytocin. O-X-Y-T-O-C-I-N, the cuddle chemical, the love hormone. That's why love-based parenting is so effective because one of the roles of oxytocin is to help modulate cortisol. So an amygdala hijack is when that cortisol just takes over the brain and some people have a very sensitive amygdala hijack. Some people also um, have a great deal of trauma and post-traumatic stress disorder is real. And those things interfere with the ability to learn, as we think of it, from consequences. If people were learning from consequences uh, in the way that we think, then we wouldn't have repeat offenders. We wouldn't have filled prisons. And so that led me to actually look uh, because I remember reading about success that Sweden is having in their prison system because they actually use a rehabilitation model. They have like legitimate mental health services. They have legitimate education services. They have legitimate physical activity, legitimate um, nutrition. All of these things are incorporated in that system. There are so many people, currently adults in our prison system, who are their former foster youth, um, they're people who have experienced a great deal of trauma in their lives. And so um, not everyone learns from consequences the same way we think. And then let me just add this layer. Neither do we. Because if we learn from consequences, then we would try a different approach. Because if we keep giving a consequence and we keep having the same disruptive, challenging behavior that's not appropriate to the situation, then that should tell us that what we're, that is our consequence. Our consequence for giving an ineffective consequence is seeing that it's ineffective. And yet sometimes we just keep trying the same thing over and over and over, do it louder, do it harder, do it more frequently. And no matter how frequent, how hard, how loud you do, these consequences, you're not getting the result of cooperation, of connection, of relationship. And so isn't that interesting that we can see that our children are not responding to consequences in the way that we thought they would respond, and yet we're not responding to the consequence of their lack of response. Do you see, do you see how that is? Do you see how neither are we? We neither are we. We are not learning from the consequence of giving out consequences. We give out consequences, but that's not changing anything, and yet we keep doing the same thing. And so we're not learning from that consequence either. Because we have these dominant stories. We have these patterns of thinking. And the dominant story of parenting in the world says if you punish or you push them away or you ground or you take away privilege that's the dominant story, then there would be a change in behavior. And when that doesn't work, 
We just keep doing the same thing. And then we get mad at our children because that's not working. We blame them because it's not working. When maybe what we need to do is we need to step back as parents or teachers or caregivers, authorities, authority figures, step back and look at the model. It's not the parent's fault. It's not the child's fault. This is an ineffective model for this group of people for people who've experienced pre-birth and early life trauma, for people who have a sensitive amygdala, for people who have pathways of protection, fight, flight, and freeze, fawn, all well-worn as a neurological pathway in their system. Instead of looking at punishment, maybe we need to look at building other pathways like the pathway of the oxytocin release mechanism which is available for development throughout the lifespan that's why when somebody uh was it last night i think it might have been yesterday there was a comment in the facebook live a fear that it might be too late because the children are now in their 20s and late teens and i just want to remind you guys it's never too late it may be it may feel more difficult or the process might seem different because snuggling and cuddling someone who's 18 who's not used to snuggling and cuddling may not be the first step the first steps to building relationship may be different building that bridge over the cavern that's been created out of misunderstanding or a lack of understanding may simply start with us as the adult going to our older children and saying there's a lot I didn't understand what I really missed I tried so hard I tried so hard to help you have what I thought was going to be a, a successful life for you to have your education so that you can get employment so blah 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 you know, harping about keeping your room clean because blah, 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 whatever your blueprints are that dictated that way of parenting, it's not too late to go to your child and say what you really needed was understanding and it was what I lacked. I lacked understanding about what was going on for you at the brain level that I'm learning and I want to try for us to have a different kind of relationship. I'd like to try that. And then begin to build on those places of connection. Lots of grace, lots of understanding that this isn't gonna happen overnight. It's something that grows. It's something that grows. So not everybody learns from consequences the way that we think. And that everybody, that not everybody, <laughs> also includes us because we keep trying to do the same thing, expecting a different outcome. And when we don't get the different outcome, we get mad at our children. It's not our children, it's not us, but this model, that model of parenting that's all consequences based is not an effective model for all people. So examine the model, examine your blueprints, examine the dominant stories that you find yourself reverting to. It's normal that you do that. We all do that. We all tend to either parent the way we were parented or make an effort to do almost the exact opposite. I know that I hear, especially from people who were abused in their childhood, making commitments, big stances to say, I'm doing something vastly different 
So we either kind of do how we were raised or we do something completely opposite. There's lots of information. You know, I love, I love our model. You know, I love what we teach. I love how Brian teaches, especially. He's so gifted in that arena. We have, you know, there's literally three years worth of these videos on this Facebook page. But then there's our YouTube channel that you can find tons of material. We've got these books. Um, and there's always webinars. There's uh, parenting symposiums, parenting summits that you can get access to, that you can learn a new way of relating to the people that you love to create connection. Hey, Shelby, it's so good to see you. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for those hearts. I know it may be cheesy, but I'm just human. When those little hearts float up while I'm talking, I notice it. It makes me feel like what I'm saying is relevant, like you're connecting with it. When you guys make comments like, um, somebody's saying that they love this, they love hearing this. It really does. It's really helpful. It's helpful to me. Um, and I hope that you guys have people in your world that help you grow and feel validated as well. You know, um, it can't, like, I just don't feel like we can grow when we always feel like we're failing. And so you have to be able to see the places where you have strengths and the fact that you show up, you just keep showing up, you just keep showing up. If nothing else, if nothing else, the people in your world know that they don't have to walk through this world alone. That in itself is a huge piece of healing and everything else grows. Everything grows just from that. And so if what you bring to the table right now is I'm not going to give up, I know I may have messed up and I know this may be really messy right now, but I'm, I'm really going to, you know, try to learn a new way of connecting. Um, let's see somebody else. Yes. Or rewards, consequences or rewards. Exactly. Because built into a, a rewards mindset. Well, you know, I have people say, well, I don't give consequences. I just give rewards. Well, built in the unspoken is if you don't achieve Whatever, to, re to earn the reward, not getting the reward becomes a consequence. And so, let's just, let's just, let's just wipe that slate clean and go, okay, wait a minute. How can I teach my child if I'm not giving consequences and rewards and I'm not punishing them? That means I'm going to have a lot of conversation. That means that I have to realize that they're watching me every moment. That... They're learning more from what they see us doing. They're learning more. The ability to calm that amygdala comes from having enough oxytocin present. That means I also have to learn how to quiet my mind. How you react to stress or respond is going to have a big impact on teaching your children. And you're simply your calm, loving energy has the ability to create more calm, loving energy. So I hope there's something in all of that for you guys. Um, you know, I'm always learning and growing too. You know, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about life is the opportunity to continue to learn and grow. Um, be gentle with yourself, be loving with yourself. Give yourself some of that same understanding that your kids need. Give it to yourself first so you have that to give to others. 
So if you've not already done so today, push pause on everything that you've been stressed out about, everything you've been worried about, everything that's got your mind racing. Take a few minutes, five, 10 minutes for yourself. Get that position of your heart in that place of connecting and just loving your babies and go spend time with them. Let the love you have for them shine from your eyes. Let them feel it from your body. Remember, they're just quirky little kids and let them experience how much you adore them because everything you want for them is right on the other side of the relationship that you're building. And remember, at any given moment, we can act out of those blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. We can get hijacked. Our amygdala can get hijacked. This message that we teach isn't just about children. It's about being human. And we are all human. We're all just fallible human beings doing the best we can moment to moment. And in those moments when we are tempted to flip our lids, if we can catch it, and pause and take one to two to three to 10 deep breaths. And choose love. Much love to you guys. Have a blessed evening and we'll see you all tomorrow.